Well, good morning. Good to see you. Glad you were here with us as Maddie just prayed. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm one of the pastors here and so glad that you're joining us uh, for worship here in person and those of you who uh, are joining us online. Uh, we are a few weeks in to a sermon series in the book of Kings, uh, specifically looking at the life of Elijah, one of Israel's great prophets. And I think it's important uh, for us here at Christ Central to preach the whole counsel of God all of Scripture, which means that there will be times when we preach and teach portions of Scripture that may not be all too familiar. The life of Elijah and kings might feel like that to many of you, and that is completely okay. That's one of the reasons we are in this portion of the Scriptures. If you've not been here the past few weeks, let me give you just a quick recap of where we are in our Bible. Uh, The nation of Israel is being led by a wicked king named Ahab. And as the kings of Israel go, uh, Ahab is really bad. First Kings chapter 16 tells us that he did, he did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all that were before him, more than all the kings that were before him. Ahab is truly, he's one of the worst, right? He's one of the worst. He neglected God's people. He neglected God's word. He uh, allows his wife Jezebel to slaughter God's prophets And Ahab, along with Jezebel, lead Israel away from worshiping Yahweh uh, into worshiping Baal, the god of rain. And as a result of this, the Lord has brought a drought. No rain for Israel, who was worshiping the supposed god of rain. And I love how the Lord goes right to the heart of the matter uh, here in Kings, but also with us. He, He goes right after the people of God. You're worshiping the false god of rain. I am the Lord. I'm going to withhold the rain. And God's going after the very thing that has turned the hearts of God's people away from him. And God is lovingly and graciously pursuing the hearts of his people. I think it's easy for us to be tempted to think that God is trigger happy to punish our sins, that that God can maybe be mean and angry and vindictive. But what the life of Elijah shows us, what in fact the whole Bible shows us, is that even when the people of God rebel, When the people of God turn away from relationship with God, trust in other things, do what is right in their own eyes, God never stops pursuing and coming after us. That he longs for us to return to him, that his heart is one of grace and love that will go to any length for our hearts to return to finding life in relationship with him. And so if you are able, I'm going to ask you to stand and we're going to give our attention to the word of God this morning in 1 Kings chapter 18. We're going to read verses 1 through 18 together. This is God's word to us today. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria, and Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, and when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said to Obadiah, go through the land to all the springs of the water and to all the valleys. Perhaps we may find grass and save the horses and mules alive and not lose some of the animals. So they divided the land between them to pass through it. Ahab went in one direction by himself, and Obadiah went in another direction by himself. And as Obadiah was on the way, behold, Elijah met him. And Obadiah recognized him and fell on his face and said, Is it you, my lord Elijah? And he answered him, It is I. Go tell your lord, behold, Elijah is here. And he said, How have I sinned that you would give your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me? 
As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my Lord has not sent to seek you. And when they would say, he is not here, he would take an oath of the kingdom or nation that they had not found you. And now you say, go tell your Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And as soon as I've gone from you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you, and I know not where. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find you, he will kill me, although I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. Has it not been told, my Lord, what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water? And now you say, go, tell your Lord, behold, Elijah is here, and he will kill me. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, is it you, you troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have in your father's house because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. Isaiah tells us the, prof, uh, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Pray with me. Lord God, we thank you that you speak to us. We're here and we pray we're listening, God, speak. Speak to our minds, speak to our hearts. I pray that you would remove me, the one who's merely a vessel, so that you, Jesus, are lifted up and that our hearts are transformed. I pray that you would turn and cause our hearts to return because you pour out your grace even now as we hear your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. Well, in the last two weeks, a story has gone viral out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, maybe you saw it. It's been viewed in over 50 million times uh, within a three-day period at Southwood High School in Shreveport, Louisiana. 23 kids were arrested because of a very violent week of fighting. And as a result, some dads decided to step in to change the hearts of these students. And so they formed Dads on Duty. And Dads on Duty is a group of about 40 dads who uh, take shifts, spending time at the school in the morning with the hope that their presence would change the hearts of these students. And since they started doing this, there's not been a single incident of violence on Southwood's campus. It's a beautiful story. It's a powerful story of dads stepping in and stepping toward to turn rebellious hearts into hearts of love. The nation of Israel under King Ahab, they've turned away from God. Sin is running its course. The hearts of God's children are rebellious. And in our passage this morning, we see the, the, that our Father in heaven is stepping in and stepping toward his people who are in rebellion to turn their hearts back to finding life in relationship with him. And the clear evidence of God's movement and initiative toward his people is seen in the prophet Elijah. Elijah is God's prophet meaning he represents and he speaks the very word of God. In the last two weeks, we saw that God sent Elijah to Ahab in chapter 17 to tell Ahab, because of your sin and because of Israel's sin, a drought's coming. And then God sent Elijah to a widow in Zarephath, a Gentile city, and there God used Elijah to feed her and her son with bread and water. God is moving toward his people by sending his word. And this morning, we're in 1 Kings 18, and God sins again. But it's been a fairly long time since the last time God sent. Look at verse 1 with me. It says, after many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. In the third year, meaning Elijah has been in Zarephath for, the, for two plus years. 
There have been two plus years now of drought, two plus years since God has spoken directly to his people through the prophet Elijah. We can't skip over this part because Israel has been enduring roughly three years of waiting, three years of silence. And though Israel might have assumed God was absent and we might be tempted to assume God is absent in our waiting and in our times of hardship In these times where it feels like maybe God is silent, he's not. God is purposeful in all that he does. God does not waste anything. He's being patient with Israel. He's longing for them to return. He is targeting their hearts, desiring them to return to him. The last two plus years for us have been difficult. I know I have been asking, maybe you have as well, God, what are you up to? God, where are you? What are you doing? And let's make no mistake about it. God is not wasting anything. God is at work. He's not wasting this difficult season of waiting. He's not wasting what maybe has felt like a season of silence from God for you. God's not wasting the difficulties and the hardships that we are enduring. It is in times like this, just like Israel, that we learn to listen to God. It's in times like this that we learn to persist in faith. It's in times like this that we learn to know God, even while we cry out, how long, O Lord? So look back with me at our text. Two plus years, the word of the Lord comes to Elijah, verse 1, go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Verse 1 could be translated, go so that I may send rain. God is sending Elijah, and God is sending the rain so that his people will return. God always makes the first move. God is always the initiator. For our God is full of love and grace. This is who God is. And the question that I want to ask this morning is who are we? And what I want to do is I want to take the lives, two lives in our passage that are in juxtaposition of one another. Two different people, two different heart postures towards the Lord. And I want to ask who are you? Who do you identify with? Two people, Ahab and Obadiah. Verse 6 tells us that Ahab went in one direction by himself and Obadiah went in another direction by himself. And that's speaking of literal geographic direction. But what I want to suggest this morning is that our passage reveals how the hearts of Ahab and Obadiah are traveling in very different directions. In Ahab, we see a heart of rebellion. Ahab has completely abandoned the worship of the one true God and has turned, replaced it with the worship of Baal. He gives us insight into a heart gripped by sin. And there's two indicators that we see in Ahab of a heart of rebellion. The first indicator is selfishness. Now, there's this drought, and because of the drought, two plus years of drought, a severe famine has set in on the land, and humanity is wasting away. People are dying. Ahab's wife, Jezebel, is systematically killing the prophets of God. And look at verse 5. It says, Ahab, the king, says to Obadiah, Go through the land, all the springs of water, into all the valleys. Perhaps we may find grass and save the horses and mules alive and not lose some of the animals. Ahab, the king of Israel, is supposed to care for God's people, provide for them, protect them. But Ahab is making sure that his horses and mules are taken care of. Ahab is concerned about himself. He wants to make sure his animals are taken care of so that he can secure his own possessions and his 
power. He is looking for his own flourishing rather than the flourishing of humanity. Whenever people or a culture abandons God for itself, there is always a loss of humanity. Ahab shows that a heart of sin turned in on itself loses sight of humanity. The reality that all people are made in the image of God and the result is a loss of compassion and kindness toward others. A loss of compassion and kindness. Does that not describe our current culture? A loss of compassion and kindness. Last week on Saturday Night Live, Jason Sudeikis, who's the writer and the star of Ted Lasso, he was the host. In his opening monologue, he said, I'm not sure why Ted Lasso is so popular. It's about two things that America hates, soccer and kindness. <laughs> kindness. Compassion and kindness, they're not winning the day in our current society. Harsh judgments of others who disagree with us abound. A lack of empathy for people who differ from us or have differing viewpoints than us increases. When a heart turns away from God, there is a loss of compassion and kindness toward others. We become consumed with self at the expense of others, just like Ahab. Selfishness leading to a lack of compassion and kindness. It's not the only thing we see in the heart of rebellion. The other indicator that we see here in Ahab is blaming. Blaming. Look at verse 17 to 18. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is it you, you troubler of Israel? And Elijah answered him, I've not troubled Israel, but you have. And your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. Ahab is the one who has turned away from God and has led Israel to turn away from God. The drought and the famine are a result of Ahab, but Ahab blames Elijah. He calls him the troubler of Israel, and Elijah quickly responds, no, 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 you are the troubler. A heart of rebellion lacks contrition for one's own role in a given situation and places blame upon others. I love throwing the football with my sons. Uh, one of my sons, uh, who's ultra competitive, loves to blame me when he misses the football. I'll throw it to him. He misses it. Dad, what a bad dad. You're the worst ever, Dad. <laughs> now, when I make a bad throw, I'll own it. Oh, dad, okay, Dad made it. Sorry, buddy. I made a bad throw. But when I throw it on target, and he says, Dad the worst quarterback ever, Dad. I'm like, buddy, don't blame me. I threw that thing like Tom Brady. That thing was on the money. Like, you missed it. Don't blame me, right? Blaming is a trait that we've all inherited from our first father and mother, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are told by God, eat of anything. Just don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In Genesis chapter 3, they decide to disobey God. They eat from the tree. They go into hiding and we see from the very beginning, God takes the initiative. God steps towards them. He looks for them, and he finds them. He says, where are you? Where are you? And then he asks Adam about his sin. And Adam responds, the woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit. And then God asks Eve, and she responds, the serpent deceived me. So we've been schooled in the blame game for a long time. Blaming others and even blaming God. That person's at fault. 
that person's the reason. Or God, you're the reason. You're the reason for the suffering. God, you're the reason for the hardship and difficulties. And the troubler of our society is not that person over there. And it's not God. It's us. It's you and it's me. We're the ones who can have hearts of rebellion. The second person that I want us to examine and see their heart posture is Obadiah. Is Obadiah. Most scholars agree that this is not the minor prophet Obadiah that the Old Testament book is named after. Uh, this Obadiah is only mentioned here in the Bible, only here in 1 Kings 18. And we see that he's a servant in the kingdom of Ahab. He holds a highly influential position. He's looking over the whole household of, of Ahab. And if Ahab reveals a heart of rebellion, Obadiah reveals a heart of faithfulness. He is wholly committed to the Lord. He looks for life from the Lord. His boss is literally killing the word of God. And Obadiah, in the face of death, remains faithful to God. Verse 4 tells us that when Jezebel was strategically murdering the prophets of God, Obadiah hid 100 of them in a cave and fed them bread and water. Obadiah uses his influence and his position to protect God's prophets. As opposed to Ahab, Obadiah seeks the flourishing of humanity. He's giving life to others. If Ahab were to find out that Obadiah was doing this, he would surely be put to death, but he risked his life anyway. Obadiah is faithful. But his conversation with Elijah reveals he's still human. Look at verse 9. He, he's afraid. He says, how have I sinned that you would give your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me? He knows that if he tells Ahab that he saw Elijah and did nothing, then Ahab would kill him. And he also has doubts. Look at verse 12. He says, as soon as I'm gone from you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you. I know not where. He doubts that Elijah will follow through with what he said, that Elijah might just up and leave him to be killed. In the midst of fear and in doubt, Obadiah obeys even if it means death. Have you ever felt like if you obey, it's going to feel like death? If I, if I remain obedient in my sexuality, it's going to feel like death. If I'm obedient and I forgive the people who deeply hurt me, it's going to feel like death. If my good friends find out that I'm a Christian, it's going to feel like death. If, if I give away my resources generously, it's going to feel like death. Christ Central, for the past two plus years, it's been a hard season, a season of waiting and of isolation and of sadness and difficulties. Where is your heart? Rebellious or faithful? Now, let me tell you some bad and ineffective approaches that we employ to try to get our hearts to change. These are not good, though we're really good at doing them. Here's the first. Making yourself feel bad enough for long enough. If you, if you feel bad enough for long enough, then maybe you'll be faithful. It doesn't work. The second thing, you just work harder at your spirituality, right? You tell yourself to be stronger. You tell yourself to be more faithful, so you're going to read your Bible more. You're going to pray more. Now, these things are good, but they're fruit of life with God. We must be careful that in our striving, it's not vain because we're missing the relationship with God by which the practices are the aim 
because we're so focused on the practices themselves. The third thing that we're really good at doing, and it's not good, is we compare ourselves to other people. You sense your sin, maybe you start feeling a little bit of conviction around your sin, and then you start looking around at other people, and, and we can say, oh, at least I'm not like them. Right? We can compare. Things I just mentioned all have self at the center of them, and they will not have a lasting impact on our hearts. What turns our hearts from hearts of rebellion to faithfulness is experiencing God stepping toward us, God's movement toward us, his love and his grace, his presence with us. God moves toward Ahab and Israel by sending his word, the prophet Elijah, for the purpose of turning the hearts of the people back to him. God moves towards us. He sent one so much better and so much greater than Elijah He sent the word made flesh, Jesus. And Jesus was wholly committed to his father. Jesus came to bring and give life to all who would believe, flourishing for all of humanity. And Jesus pleaded with his father that there was any other way to redeem the world than by the cross, let it be. Jesus was sweating drops of blood in the garden of Gethsemane, cried out, God, let this cup pass. But he was the faithful one who rose from the ground in prayer, and he said, not my will, God, but yours be done. And Jesus would be obedient to the point of death on a cross. Jesus crucified, and three days later, the son would be raised to new life. So that by this grace, we could turn and return over and over to finding our life in him. What will change our hearts is the presence of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit bringing us into deeper relationship with the Lord who is full of grace and love. In our times of fear and doubting, in our times of waiting and what feels like silence, May we all find our hearts turning and returning to God by beholding Christ and having our hearts transformed. Let's pray. Well, God, I ask that you would help us to be honest about where we are and who we are. Help us to be humbled and contrite in heart to see the times we're like Ahab. And we thank you for Jesus, who was faithful unto death, so that we can turn and find our life in you and long to be faithful in the life that you've called us to. Lord, we come now to your table and we pray that you would meet us, pour out your love. Thank you that you move towards us as we feast on the bread and the wine. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.